This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Bamboozled. (laughs) He was was bamboozled. Basically is what happened, right? And people got super mad at the man for leaving her or getting upset at her. But in my mind, yeah, we could talk about love or whatever, whatnot. But what's love, what you base your attraction and what's important to you in a relationship is your standard. Yeah, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And like, you can't, like, the, the guys who are going to be salty listening to this are the ones who are insecure about like not having enough money or like, mm-hmm. you know, to impress girls or not. But like, it's just like. In five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. If you haven't heard of this podcast before, it's better than any other podcast you've ever heard in your life. That's right. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. We have, uh, if you guys have not uh, heard a previous podcast with this girl in it, she told one of the funniest hookup stories I've ever heard in my life with a dude rubbing his nipples all day, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Uh, Freesia Park, everybody. What's up? Thank you for having me back. She is now uh, officially... An L.A. resident. You moved to L.A. I know. I pulled the trigger finally. You know what? She's actually been going back and forth from New York to L.A. for quite a while. And I feel like a lot of people always say they're going to make a move, but they never do. Right. So why'd you do it? Well, I never, like, I always follow through with what I say. So, mm-hmm. I, I, no, I really, truly do. Oh, God. I know. If, you were like, damn, dude. If I say it, then I'm, like, really, truly considering it. It's just a matter of when. Mm. Uh, but I think back then, just timing wasn't right because uh back then i was also like super heavy into the nine to five live i was working in the beauty industry um and the main hub if you guys know like it's it's in new york city Mm. that's where all the main corporate offices are for the parent companies so i was like this is where i need to be this is where my network is and if i want to grow in my career um so it just didn't make sense for me to move out here to the west coast where like i don't have opportunity for growth career-wise because yeah at the time, that was my goal. Now, okay. now things are a little different. Oh, she a YouTuber now, dude. This <laughs> is making fucking YouTube content. She be getting like 100K views on her videos. That's the wildest thing. So if you guys don't know, I met Frisia years ago when she was a college student. And Lightweight, she was doing these vlogs, right? And at the time, for people who were creating vlog content, her stuff looks like what people make now. And so for me, like I was looking at this stuff. I'm like, yo, this stuff looks fucking great for somebody who's doing it very casually. It has no intent to really push their content out to, to the public to see. And I remember just drunk as fuck sitting on this like step. I was like, you, you should do YouTube. Like you'll, you'll be so fucking successful. I'm trying to fucking bother this child. I'm like, just do it. Like you, you can do something that other people don't have. And then she's like, nah, I can't. I can't do it. Okay, do me. I gonna do it. And now look at you, dude. I know. You're, doing, you're fucking killing it. It's I, so random. I, well, it, I don't think it's that random. I think it was like a very gradual thing that happened 
as naturally as possible. Because um, back then, I was 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just graduating. Or no, I wasn't graduating. I was actually going between schools, transferring, like figuring out what I really wanted to do with my life. And YouTube was never like something I considered. I was like, I know that like, it was like kind of far-fetched. It's like something that like Michelle Phan or someone like big, I was like, I could never be Michelle Phan. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not going to be a thing for me. So like, why am I going to waste my time pursuing it? I also didn't understand the logistics behind YouTube and I didn't understand like how you could possibly make money off of it because at 19 years old like i don't know i don't know jack shit you know Mm. so so are you more calculated then like i'm i'm very safety driven Mm. i need i need to be guaranteed success and income Mm -hmm. because that is you know we were talking about this earlier like what really drives me in life is just i need to be comfortable and set financially just because i never had that growing up so that in whatever decisions I made, I was like, this has to make me somewhat like secure financially. It's interesting because we were talking about when we have a conversation, we're talking about what really, I, you know, we talked about this before we talk about pillars, right? Like who, what are these pillars in your life that you need from your partner? Right. And these are like stuff that can't be moved. This is a foundation. And for her, she found out that having somebody who's stable that makes a good income is very important to her. Because mm-hmm. I threw it out. I was like, what if this dude was like an elementary school teacher? She's like, nah, fuck education and fuck kids. <laughs> Wait, that sounds so bad. That's, you know, that sounds so bad, but it's no, true. Like, yeah. It's, it, it's kind of – so it's not that I have anything against like teachers or whatnot. It's just I know exactly what I want. I know the lifestyle I want to live. I just know teacher's salary won't get me there. And as – I know a lot of guys are going to be like salty listening to this. They're going to be like, yo, like, fuck this girl. She's so superficial. But no, like I have, I know what I want. Like I have standards of like the lifestyle I want to live. And it's nowhere. Like I don't want to be where I was when I was younger because I was like broke as fuck. Yeah. So like I don't want to be there anymore. And like I don't want to struggle for money. And like I want, I myself want to make a lot of money. It's not like I want a sugar daddy. I want to make a lot of money. And I want someone to be there with me equally or more. Okay, how about this? Let me give you a scenario. Yeah. All right. So there's a dude that you meet, right? Yeah. Physically, what do you want in a guy? Okay. What does he look like? Describe him. I don't. I don't really go for looks. I know. I know. Okay. okay fine, fine, fine. I, I know this about you, yeah. but we all have a want of what. Like for me, I'm not a big looks guy either, yeah. right? Like, yeah, but I lust after women. Yeah. I would like a girl with a fat ass, nice tits, and a thin waist, whatever, whatnot, right? Okay, fine. So for you, let's 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 paint this picture, right? Okay, fine. His name. What's his name? His name is Juan Delgado. Yeah, fine. Juan. Juan, Juan has a like? really nice haircut. Got a nice haircut. Got Fresh that haircut. fade. Yeah, fade. Uh, Vince the barber cuts him up every week. He's dressed nicely. But, but that to me is like very clean, basic, but nicely fitting pieces. Fashion basics. Fashion. On point. Uh, what else? What's his, what's, his, what's his body type look like? He, is, he goes to the gym. He works out. He's not like ripped and shredded but he's got some bulk he got he got a little muscles to him he got a little <laughs> biceps a little triceptuals yes right he got a little chesticles going on uh-huh. right he ain't got those skinny ass legs he got a no. couple of calf muscles on him okay this dude personality like what is he like um he's goofy goofy like to laugh <laughs> like silly doesn't take himself doesn't take himself too seriously okay uh he's making good money <laughs> okay he's making, okay now, now, now check it out all this stuff is checked off but and we're we're gonna I'm gonna base this off a salary off of Elliot what it costs to live here, right? Yeah. But he makes seventy k a year. He has all the stuff checked off. Is mm-hmm. he a yes or no? 
Well, it depends. It's not that black and white. It's like, then what are you doing to achieve your goals? Are your goals bigger? Because if you're comfortable with 70K, that doesn't work for me. He's comfortable with 70K, but he's out here fucking saving babies out in Asia, Africa, and India. (laughs) (laughs) It's a deal breaker, baby. (laughs) Yeah, because it doesn't align with the lifestyle that I want to live. I mean, that's beautiful. and That's amazing that you're saving babies and whatnot. But like, it's different from me. Mm. You're probably like better off than I am, but that's just different from what I want. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is the weird thing, right? Because when some people hear this type of stuff, like this is no judgment based. This is not me passing judgment. It's just me getting an idea of what somebody really wants, right? Because you want to put these obstacles in people's places to see what they really like. Everybody's different. So sometimes when like, here's here's a great example, right? Years ago, there was this photo that was passed around of a a man and a woman who got married. Right? This woman, in Asian standards, cut up very beautiful. You see this family photo. They have kids. Kids look a little wonky, right, just physically. And so what he found out, and I'm not sure if this was a true story or not, but you know this photo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Found out that she had plastic surgery, right. so they kind of look like her prior plastic surgery. Husband got mad. They divorced, got fight or whatever, right? And people are like, well, fuck this guy, dude. That's not real love. That's whatever. I actually got a little heat because I actually defended him, right? Yeah. And the reason why I defended him was this. He knew what he wanted in a partner. Right. What, he, what was important to him was having a trophy wife. This is what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. We are not here to judge somebody based on what our definition of what attraction and love and what qualifiers are for somebody else. Mm-hmm. The point is she lied. Mm-hmm. And he got something that he didn't sign up for. He was bamboozled. <laughs> he, was, he was bamboozled. Yeah. Basically is what happened, yeah. right? And people got super mad at the man for leaving her or getting upset at her. But in my mind, yeah, we could talk about love or whatever, whatnot. But what's love, what you base your attraction and what's important to you in a relationship is your standard. Yeah, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And like, you can't, like the the guys who are going to be salty listening to this are the ones who are insecure about like not having enough money or like mm-hmm. you know to impress girls or not but like it's just like that being financially stable to me is just like a must for like a guy let's say who 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 he wants like a driven female like if a guy's like I want the female to be ambitious and have goals that's the same shit yeah yeah it's the yeah. same shit I mean it's hard for people to kind of because I'm a little different right like. Right. I'm I'm okay with being with a partner who doesn't make as much money only because I know that I'll make enough for both of us, mm-hmm. right? I think I'm going to be that person, mm-hmm. right? But for me like I have a very different life standard, right? I I don't I don't need security like that. Mm-hmm. I've I've never needed it, mm-hmm. right? I'm somebody who takes chances and takes risk without even calculating shit out. Like that's just who I am as a person. That's how I like to live. I'm very comfortable living like that. Mm-hmm. Other people don't. I mean for you too like growing not growing up with a lot of money and not having things that you wanted probably affected you a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, in my case, I didn't grow up with a lot either, but everybody around me was poor. Right. So when you're around with broke people, broke people just be doing broke people things. No, yeah, that's the thing. I was the only broke person in a rich neighborhood. Mm, that like, sucks. Yeah. I was always going over to like my white friends' houses with pools and like, they just, I mean, they had houses. I've never lived in a house in my entire life. Like, oh, really? Yeah, never lived in a house. It was always like rentals or like, well, growing up, I was living in the basement of a home. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, that bad. Mm. So, I'm, like, uh, do I ever want to go? Like, I'm kind of, like, obviously traumatized as a kid, you know? Like, I it, I didn't realize that that wasn't normal until I started going to my friends' houses. These, mm. like, two-point-something-million-dollar homes, you know? Like, middle upper-middle-class homes. 
That's weird. It's a comparison game though, because when I when I didn't realize how poor I was until I went to college, mm-hmm. and then people were just saying shit like, like to me, it's like what rich people have, but that's just what normal people have. Yeah. And mind you, like growing up, I, we were probably really poor till I was about fourteen, and then we were like lower middle class. Mm-hmm. But when you go to a school like UCR, there's a lot of rich kids that go there just because they got full rides and it was close to home. Mm-hmm. So they were living in they were living very affluently. Yeah. I didn't know what that shit was like. I'm not saying everybody was like that, but when I was interacting with these people and they would talk about wealth or what they would do, I'm like, shit, was I poor growing up? Like, you don't know because poor people always kick it with poor people and we kind of just do poor people shit. You know what I mean? Like even something small, like um, me and Khalif were talking about this, how there was somebody who we know that was freaking out about like small shit that we kind of just saw. It's like, oh my God, there was like a cockroach on the floor. I'm like, yeah. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what about it? They're like, oh, there's like freaked out about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you never grew up broke, where you just saw shit like that yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, that's where you get to see how different people's lives are. Mm-hmm. I even had a friend too who, it, it's weird. And then you start to meet people who do this weird thing. It's like rich kids that want to act like they're poor. Yeah. Have you have you met those people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. That shit irritates the fuck out. Yeah, of it's me. like, come like. On. Let me have something. <laughs> you know? Yo, I can't even be poor with my poor friends. You try to be poor too, bitch. Yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we had a, I had a friend. Um, this person is very interesting, right? Because I don't really care how much money you make. I'm more about like who you are or whatever, right? But I think that sometimes they feel like because they grew up very affluent and rich, they can't really relate to us. But no, none of us really give a fuck about this stuff. We're just chilling. Mm-hmm. So this person is looking for a home, right? I know what this person does for a living. Like we're kind of kind of in the same space, not really. They're talking about they're looking for a home. And I know what area they're looking at. All these homes, minimum 1.5 mil. And I'm like, damn, dude, this house is expensive. How much money is this person be making? And so when they were looking for a house, we're like, I was like, oh, where are you looking? And they told me the neighborhood. I was like, damn shit, you got it like that. They're like, yeah, I've been saving my money super hard for the past three or four years. I'm like, three or four years. You didn't save up enough money for this 1.5, 1.2 million dollars. Yeah, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Because I know what they do, and they sure as fuck don't make enough money. Like they don't make nowhere near what I make. And I can't afford that shit. Mm-hmm. Like a two million dollar home. And I'm like, okay, you know, I just kind of let it go. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, that's fine. And they're really pressing the fact that they saved up, they work hard, like they know the grind. And I'm like, I didn't ask you. I just asked you where you fucking bought your house. Like, where are you buying your house? Uh, it got a little weird. So we're talking and I'm kicking it with one of my other friends. And I'm like, yo, did you hear they got this dope ass house? And we're like, I was like congratulating them. And it's like, yo, that's fucking dope. And she told me like, she worked super hard for it. Like, yo, I'm super proud of her. They're like, her parents bought her that house. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Why did you lie to me? Like, I never asked. I never said anything. Like, when you told me this whole spiel about you grinding super hard, I was like, wait, I was like, what did you just say? She goes, yeah, their parents bought them that. They're like fucking millionaires. Like, they they put the down on it and then some. They only had to drop like a, like a few grand. I'm like, why'd you lie to me? Like, why did you do that? And I think, like, their thing was that they wanted to, like, either relate or they don't want to, like, put us down to show their wealth. Like, they're, they're grinding out too. It's like, listen, if your parents made money and they worked hard to buy you this house, Give that to your parents. Like, good on them. Why wouldn't you take it? Like, nobody's mm-hmm. judging you because of that shit. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, bitch, I can't even be poor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, let me be poor. Like, try yeah, to take yeah, that yeah. away from me too. Like, yeah. fucking, what the fuck is this shit, man? Well, that also just goes to show that they're very aware of, like, you know, what the consensus is between, like, their quote-unquote not as wealthy friends. Oh, for sure. You know, so, like, they know that, like, it's kind of frowned upon to just be handed mm. everything in life. So they don't want to, like... 
For me too, no. like I don't even look at it like that. I'm more like, you got handed stuff because your parents worked hard. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take it? Take it. Yeah. My parents would have done the same for me if they could, right. and they still try till this day. And we would do that for our kids. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know that's what we're working so hard for. You know. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this bitch lied to me. Like, <laughs> that's all I could think about. And now I want to look at this motherfucker. I'm like, why'd you lie? Yeah. Like I, I would have never judged you. I like, listen, we know your parents are gajillionaires. Why do you need to tell me that you worked hard for this home? Yeah. But also in that, in their defense, there's this like toxic hustle culture where it's like if you don't earn your money and do your own shit, then you're kind of just like a piece of shit kind of mentality. Hustle culture is a little weird. Yeah, it's like, like it, as if you're if you're sleeping, you're doing something wrong. It's like, yeah. like bro, what? <laughs> let me sleep. Let, let me, me let me take care of my mental fucking health. God damn. It, it's it's funny though because I think I like tweeted this not too long ago. Where this podcast is brought to you by WordTune. You guys already know on the Genius Brain podcast, we only talk about sponsors that I actually use, and WordTune has been something that has been saving my ass, specifically when I'm writing emails. Now, it doesn't just have to be emails; it could be anything that you're writing in general because sometimes you can't find the right words or you don't even know if you're writing the right thing in the right way. Well, WordTune is the first AI-powered writing tool that'll save your ass. I just talked about on this podcast where I wrote a business email and the way that I wrote it was so offensive, I actually got into an argument with one of my partners. Well, I decided to use WordTune after that and because it helps me rephrase things in a business manner. And there's actually buttons that you can click or, or, or options that goes from like casual speaking to business and it gives you a whole bunch of options and a drop-down list when you do it. It's freaking amazing. So WordTune works anywhere. You're working online google docs slack outlook web whatsapp and more my listeners can try wordtune for free at wordtune.com slash brain if you're away from your computer go to wordtune.com slash brain on your mobile phone enter your email and we'll send you a link to make it easy to get started get help writing your emails reports presentations resumes blogs today go to w-o-r-d-t-u-n-e.com slash brain it's it's weird. It's it's a very young person that talks about like, yo, if if huh, if you ain't with me, grind another day, yo, you ain't hustling with me, bro. You ain't my family. And like, it's like always the poorest people that say that. Right, right, right. I'm like, right. bro, you broke as shit, and you, you dumb know as someone's fuck. broke and ghetto when they're saying that shit. Rich people don't say that shit. Yeah, rich people don't say jack shit. Yeah, people who make money, they don't gotta say shit. Yeah, they just work and they make right. money and they 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 do what they do yeah. but that that grind and hustle culture is cool like you want to work hard i agree like people should work hard you guys should be active about you know gaining wealth and working on these goals mm-hmm. but it's weird when you have to just put it on a megaphone for everybody else to know right. that you're working so much harder than them you're overcompensating at that point yeah. for something suck my fucking nuts dude <laughs> how about that bitch <laughs> it's it's so weird like i wonder you know what happens is that everybody wants to talk like a Gary Vee without doing what Gary Vee does. Right. Right? Because yeah. Gary Vee can talk about that shit. You know why? Because Gary Vee is like a damn near billionaire. Right. He could talk that shit. He's a yeah. multimillionaire or whatever. So when he says that stuff, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. When you have nothing, you've done nothing, and you want you want to be the guru without doing the work, that's odd for me. I hate that shit, dude. You want a guy like that? You want a guru guy then that makes some makes some Skrilla? I want I want a guy who makes moves in silence. Oh, really? Well, oh, he like a fart, dude. Just mad stinky. It was quite as fun. Stinky Potent. AF. <laughs> but you're not dating right now. No, I'm not. I'm honestly like, because right now, I YouTube is still very new for me, right? I mean, you know this. So I'm in just like work mode, hustle mode. I still have a full-time job. Like, I'm just nonstop working. And I know that if I get into, I know myself. I know that if I get into a relationship, I'm going to start neglecting priorities. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm lonely. Sometimes I want companionship. Sometimes I want validation. But it's not… I know logically it's not the right thing for me right now. Mm. So like… I don't know. I, I'm also not like abstaining very intentionally either. I'm open to whatever happens. If it happens and comes organically, fine. Like I'm not gonna be like, no, like yeah, like yeah, a yeah. vampire with light. You know, <laughs> like if it if it comes, it comes, but I'm not really actively doing anything to find it either. You're a very confusing person though. Why? Because <laughs> like you're you're somebody that I feel when you're in a relationship, you definitely need love. Right. However, you refuse to give it. <laughs> no, that's just the the, oh. the 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 monitor, but the camera's still going. Oh. Like you, you refuse to yeah. give love, but then at the same time, there is a certain level that you want it. No, here's the thing. I think the way I give love is just different. Like I'm to- like going back to like the love language thing. I'm mm. totally access service. The way I give. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a verbally affectionate person at all. I didn't grow up with that in my house. Like I never learned that. Uh, physical touch. I didn't see that growing up. My parents never like touched each other. They never slept in the same room even. Mm. So like that's that's not something I'm like familiar with or comfortable with. I mean don't get me wrong. I'm sounding like I don't touch my significant other at all. I do but it's not my main form of showing love. The way I show love I'm 100% an acts of service girl. Like I will think of your needs before you even think of it and I'll take care of it for you. That's the way I show mm. love. But not I I feel like most guys they also show in acts of love but acts of service but they don't receive necessarily that way. I feel like most a lot of guys that I've dealt with at least were like words of affirmation or like physical touch or other things. Mm. So a lot of my exes were just I think the wrong match for me cuz like in my head, I'm like, I'm doing so much. I'm going out of my way to do so much for you on your behalf. And I'm thinking of you before I think of myself. Like, I'll, if you had a bad day at work, I'm going to prepare, like, dinner for you. And I'll do laundry for you. And make sure everything's taken care of. So you don't have to think. As soon as you get home, you can just relax. Do you ever feel like sometimes that your effort of doing acts of service sometimes gets undermined when they, don't, when they need the, the verbal affirmation versus the act of service? Yeah, because I mean, that's why I resented a lot of, or not even a lot, the most recent ex. This is where it was the most prevalent. The difference in like the way we showed and gave um, affection. I just built a lot of resentment over time because he wasn't like, that's not, that's not his thing. Acts of service, like he couldn't, he could care like less. He couldn't care less. Um, I feel like he was more of like a, a communication kind of guy um he was definitely someone who just like i don't know i i he saw what i was doing but it just like it, it didn't really matter to him so i i built a lot of resentment because i didn't feel appreciated for doing everything it's hard though right because and this is a conflict that uh i i went through a lot because the way that sometimes we want to give love is not the way that somebody wants to receive it right right so there's a little bit of this this hard cuz I had to figure out <clears throat> what Mariel liked, right? I'm a type of person that shows love by physical touch. I want to hold your hand. I'll put my hand on your back. I'll snuggle you, whatever. That's how I show love, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll do acts of service. She is fucking words of affirmation. <sighs> and I'm not used to that, yeah. right? And I actually had to learn to learn how to give love, 
how they want to receive it versus the way that I want to receive that's it. That's the hardest part about being in a relationship. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hardest part. You have to change the way you are. Mm-hmm. And if like this person is worth it, then like you're going to have to like fix your shit basically. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's I think that's the biggest reason why people break up because they don't they're not willing to do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucking difficult. Like like telling somebody a good job over bullshit is something I never grew up with. Yeah, same. My dad, we got into a huge fight. I, I'll always, I told the story before, but literally I was at wit's ends with my father, right? Because we had a certain point in our relationship where he wanted me to do what he wanted me to do. And he thought that he knew the key to my happiness, mm-hmm. right? So did whatever he did, did all this stuff. I fucking aced all my classes. And this is when I was going to community college after I left the university. And one day I was just like, he never said good job. He never said you're doing great or whatever. And then I would look at my dad and then he, you know, he was giving me shit about everything. And I looked at him. I was like, bro, I've been doing everything you asked me to. And I've been doing, I'm being, I'm exceptional at it. Right. I was like, you have never told me good job once in my life. You have never said that to me. I'm 22, 23 years old at the time. I'm like, when have you ever told me I'm doing a good job? He goes, what are you talking about? I did yesterday. I was like, what the fuck? You, no, you didn't. He goes, I, I did this. <laughs> he tapped me in my butt. I was like, you fucking. That, that meant chatter stuff. Yeah, that means good job. I was like, you. One tap for every syllable. You fucking emotionally stunted man, dude. That's but, me. That's Korean. Yeah. That's just Korean culture. Yeah. And, but I've been doing it a lot more. It took a while, though. It took, you have like, to practice and be willing to practice. Yeah. Like, she'll do like some basic shit. I'm talking about Mariel will just, I don't know. Let me tell you something. This girl got wrecked one time because, you know, I'm the cooker in the house. I like cooking. I like food. I get super into that shit. So this girl makes an abomination of a burrito. Like I'm talking about, she she was learning how to wrap a burrito real nice. And I learned how to wrap a burrito from the homie uh, Caesar from Avenue 26 Tacos. And so I, so I was like learning how to do it. And so she makes this taco with this, this burrito with like ham, cottage cheese, and raspberry jam and like spinach inside. And she goes, this is really good. I didn't know what it was. I bit into it and I spit it out. And then she was like, you don't like it? I'm like, who would like this? Why would you do this to me? Yeah. Right? But she was trying to show. But Aww. she wanted me to say, good job. And like In that moment, I could have been like, hey, you did a good job wrapping this burrito. But this tastes like a direct asshole. <laughs> like, and you yeah. fed me this. Do you hate me? Yeah. Like, why did you do this to yeah. me? And then her best friend that we were dying laughing, but she needs the verbal affirmation. Right. And I've seen these moments in her personal life with her with her own parents where sometimes she fiends for it because she doesn't get it from her parents. Mm. Like her parents have never done this to her. They're very critical about her. They're very Korean. Mm-hmm. Whatever she does, there's always a fucking comment about it. Right. Oh, you did that? You could have done it this way. Did you do that? Why didn't you do it this way? Mm-hmm. So now when it comes to crit- critiques, she hears her parents. Mm. She's like, oh, there's nothing is ever good enough. So now I have to go ahead and give her that verbal affirmation. She folds a piece of paper. I'm like, that's the, t- that's the smoothest crease I ain't never seen on a piece of paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, uh, I feel like I could never be with a words of affirmation guy. Like it makes me want to like Curl. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like, we, we actually joke about this. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> this guy always texts me and be like, say I love you back. <laughs> I love you, bitch. I'm like, nah, I can't. She's literally gripping her phone like, Gah! I fucking can't. I can't. Like, I'll, I'll like see her out in New York when she was there. And before I leave, I'm like, hey, I love you. 
And she just goes, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> I'm like, I've known you now for fucking hell years, dude. I just do it. And I'm like, this is going to be the day that she says it back to me. I love you. Nah. <laughs> and then she goes, stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. You're making me feel weird. <laughs> so fuck. Your mom doesn't say I love you to you? She does. I'm more like my dad. My dad doesn't ever say it. Oh. So what, well, you can say it to your mom, though. No, I, I can't. Get the fuck out of here. Really You're fucking can't. lying to me right I now. I swear to God, I've never said I love you. It's a running joke now between our phone calls. She'll, at the end of a phone call, she'll be like, oh, okay, I love you. Okay, bye. Oh my God. <laughs> she'll be, she'll, she'll say I love you too to herself. And then she'll be like, she'll hang up and we just both laugh. And then it's so fun. You'll never, you'll never say I love you to your mom. Maybe when I'm older and like get a little bit more emotionally mature <laughs> get the- and go through some therapy, maybe, but. <laughs> It's that hard for you to say I love you, huh? It's, uh, yeah, it's like pulling teeth. I, I brought it up to my, like, I did BetterHelp like three times. Uh-huh. But I think the therapist wasn't a good fit for me. Mm. Uh, but I did bring it up. She, I mean, she didn't really give me really much mm. insight or help me figure out maybe. Like, I already knew where it was coming from. It was like my childhood. So yeah. Like, it's weird. My mom never really said I love you a lot until maybe a few years ago. And... It kind of threw me off. She goes, oh, okay, I love you, Adel. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And you never said I love you to me. Like, she gave me kisses and hugs. Never said I love you, though. Out of nowhere, she started saying I love you. And even now when I say it to her, it literally feels like my teeth are falling out or something. It feels weird. But you do it anyways? I do it. Because I know that, number one, I think it would hurt her if I didn't say it. And I feel like it makes her happy. I actually started developing a good relationship because I started doing things for people that I cared about the way that they wanted to receive it. And uh, I always think about regrets, right? So it's like, hmm, let's say that one day I feel comfortable saying I love you to my mom. I feel really comfortable with it, but it's in our last 10 years of our life. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have said I love you a little more while, while she was around. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to live with that. I think, that thing, I think the fear of regret scares me the most. I can't I can't live a regretful life because if I live with regret, it's going to eat me up forever. That's why there's certain things that people are like, oh, you should do this. I'm like, your should do for me. It's not something that I feel like if I did, I would regret. Mm-hmm. Right. Be like, oh, why don't you go out and be the biggest Asian actor? I don't care about acting enough to do that. So that might be your biggest regret because you look at opportunities that I have. Yeah. You're like, oh, you met with ABC, CBS. You're doing all these auditions. You should pursue it even more. But that's what you want from me. Yeah. I never said I wanted that. Yeah. So who really cares? Yeah. You know, so like I, I just can't I, I feel in that same type of way. I need to feel that conviction to do something simply also just because I don't want to regret not doing something when I could have. Because what if when I don't know, let's say your mom passes away the next day and all she wanted is I love you and you never said it. What's weird is that like I know she knows. Yeah. Like, she'll still die, not, she won't die being like, I wonder if we should actually, like, she knows. She knows. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by IP Vanish. How many times do I have to tell you lovely people out there, you need to protect your internet privacy now, and you need to do it with IP Vanish. I've been using IP Vanish to make sure that nobody's snooping around my personal information. IP Vanish, my friends, is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is an important tool that helps you 
safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, and even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. Nobody's business, my friends. Get the hell off my internet. So go to ipvanish.com slash brain. Claim your 65% savings. Their annual plan is just $44.99 for just the first year with our exclusive discount. This is the time to sign up with our discount and their current promotion you can get a vpn for 65 percent off the usual offering ip vanish is the best of the best even rated 4.7 out of 5 on trustpilot and that's with more than 6,000 reviews remember it's ipvanish.com slash brain to get the deal and start protecting yourself on line is she is she a words of affirmation person such a words of affirmation person she's so like opposite of me high energy like Oh, like she, she's like my boyfriend's, like my ex-boyfriend. She's like, I can't, I can't, you know, you never say I love you. You don't call me enough. You don't text me more. <laughs> Meanwhile, she texts me like photos of herself every day, like photos of like her food, random videos of like elephants. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, why the elephants? <laughs> no, like they're the most random videos on the planet. She spends like 100% of her time on YouTube watching like random shit. And like she sends me like 10 links a day. And I'm like… I'm sorry, but like it's my turn to be the busy working one now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you spent all your life being the busy working one, and like didn't have time. Okay, well it's my turn. <laughs> it's like I, I gotta work. Yeah, cut this shit out. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I, I, me and my mom are still close though. Like I, I, I end up telling her everything. You know, like I, I'm not this type to talk to my parents every single day. Like I need space. I'm very independent of them. Mm-mm. I mean, you're. Because, wait, how involved was your dad in your life growing up then? He was always there, but not there. Like, the quintessential, like, there, but not emotionally there. Physically there, but absent. Oh, really? Wait, what, was, what was he doing, though? Just working? Just working or, like, drinking. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's Korean the Korean AF. dad, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just out. Yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, I… You know what's weird about a lot of those parents? When I, when I, when I hear about those stories, they, they kind of have this… They they kind of chastise their children about not being around enough when they were very absentee themselves as parents, right, which right. is always odd for me, right? They're yeah. like, well, you know, you should do this because I'm your parent. It's like, but bro, <laughs> where, where were you, dude? Yeah. They have this idea of loyalty and, you know, kind of they want to receive this X amount of love and appreciation, but nothing – things are – even love is very transactional, mm-hmm. right? It's like the idea of saying that I'm a good parent. Oh, I'm like you're a parent just because you gave birth to me. No, you're technically my father or mother figure, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you're a parent. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff comes with a certain amount of responsibility that you fulfilled. Yeah. A lot of Asian parents sometimes forget they kind of provide here and there, but they also forget about the other part that they need to serve in order to be a complete parent. My dad actually has no expectation of that. Like he is just grateful for whatever I give him in terms of time resources like money like before coming to LA I, g- I gave him like a fat check too mm-hmm. like that's my way of showing love because yeah. he's still my dad like, yeah you know like uh, I, I want to make sure he's taken care of because he's not like you know I, I feel like I'm I definitely make more money than him right now I'm yeah. like I'm living a better lifestyle so like it makes me feel guilty I'm just like to relieve my own guilt I'm just like here's, here's a big check whatever like, yeah, yeah 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 you know but but even that is to him, I even though he doesn't like express it in words and he will never, like I still we get each other at some sort of like 
like strong internal emotional wavelength where I know what he's thinking is like, I don't deserve this, but thank you. Like, yeah, I, I don't deserve it, but thank you. Like, I, that's the vibe I get. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. But he, he never like puts pressure on me. Like, I'm still your dad. Like, you got to call me and see me more. Like, he never does that. Mm. He lets me just come to him. He doesn't like. like I'll, I'll take what I could get. Yeah. Just be sweet to me. Hold on yeah. one second. Yeah, when my um, my parents are a little different because my mom likes to uh, openly threaten to kill me <laughs> any any chance that she fucking gets, dude. Yeah. Like, I I just got a death threat the other day, and it's just like, oh, my mom still has the fucking fire in her, <laughs> dude. This woman fucking pissed me off. This lady called me maybe twelve times in the morning, twelve times in the fucking morning, right? When somebody Damn. who is sixty nine years old, sixty nine, sixty eight years old. Calls me 12 times, my dad died. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> somebody died. They got robbed. Right. There was some Asian hate shit. My mom fucking got socked in the face. Something. I'm freaking the fuck out. Call my mom back. And my dad picks up. I'm like, dad, what's going on? He goes, you, you, you like ruined my business. And I'm like, what? What did I do? What are you talking about? He goes, on one of the podcasts that you did, you talked about one of um, our longtime customers. And I'm like... What do you mean? And so on on this podcast with uh with his with this buddy comic of mine, I talked about this dude who uh, used to uh have a beauty uh, a salon next to my parents' store. But I was saying dope shit about him, mm-hmm. right? But they literally woke me up at seven a.m. in the morning. So I'm frantic. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I saw him today. He looked so mad. He looked pissed off. Like he definitely heard you said stuff about you said I'm on the podcast. And like, you know, he's been a good customer for years. So I need you to take that down. Oh, freaking out. So I call my boy up and I'm like, hey, man, like, can you take the podcast down? Like, my parents are freaking out. Like, apparently I said something really bad. He goes, yeah, whatever. No problem. And I hate taking back shit that I put up because it's what I said. I need to commit to it. I either own up to it or not. Whatever. So I'm waking up and then all of a sudden, like, I'm trying to collect my mind together. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I call my, my, my dad back. I'm like, hey, what exactly did he say? He goes. He didn't say anything. I just saw him. He was in a bad mood. My fucking blood pressure. So you don't even know. He didn't know. He saw his face in you the don't morning. No. I was like, he didn't say anything. Yeah. He goes, oh, but I know. He he was acting weird. I was like, I literally said, don't you ever fucking call me about shit like this ever again. Right? <laughs> and he's like, what? He goes, you, I was like, did he say something or not? Yeah. He goes, no, I just know he was in a bad mood. I was like, so you heard the podcast and you heard his name. Do you know what I said about him? He goes, no. I was like, I was saying he was so good to us. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And he was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, you literally woke me up and I thought you died. You stupid, stupid man. Don't you <laughs> fucking call me about this shit ever again. I was like, do I ever call you about your work? Oh my God. What is wrong with you, right? And he was like, well, I know he's in a bad mood. I was like, cool. I'll call him up. Yeah. Call him up. He's like, what's up? How you doing? I'm like. Tony, like, did you did you hear this podcast? Where I was oh, talking you guys about? are on like a phone call yeah, basis. Yeah, we, we know what's up. I was like, "What's up, bro? Like, what's going on?" He's like, "Nah, man, it's all good." I'm like, "Mother, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah. oh. Like, stressed me out because I felt like yeah, I did yeah, something yeah. where I ruined their business. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, "Dude, that I was, was the first thing out of his mouth." Gonna be like, "You ruined our business." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, when I go to when I go back home, I'm gonna punch your ankles, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sock up them ankles, dude, and the kneecaps." 
Oh That's God. how involved my parents. My parents are so hyper involved in my life. It's unreal, dude. I can't do that. I can't. My mom, too. My mom, sometimes she's like, hey, good. you know, YouTube should do this. And I'm like, what, what the fuck you just say to me right now? <laughs> Don't fucking tell. She goes, you should go back to your old videos mm-hmm. where you yell and you yell at people. I like those. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what's going to make you famous again. And I'm like, I will fucking kill you right now. This woman just called me washed up. <laughs> I was like, bitch, listen, I know this. <laughs> All right. Like, yeah. What I what I love about my parents though, like they are just so supportive of whatever I do. Even before like the YouTube and stuff, like no matter what decision I made, as long as you're happy. You don't have even my mom verbatim would be like, you don't need to be a straight A student. Just get like maybe B's, like just at least like do somewhat well and like just be happy. Hey, that means your mom thinks you're stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. No, my mom, she she was like, I didn't do well in school. <laughs> she goes, I have no right. Yeah. No, but she both my parents though, like always prioritize like whether I was happy or not. If you're happy, that's all I care about. Mm. You know, and I think that's rare for Korean parents. Your mom's just like, hey, have you heard of uh, OnlyFans? <laughs> Honestly, of- if I started that, she'd still be supportive. She, she's like ride or die. Hey, so uh, Freezer Park will now be starting an OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next Yo, month. I hear how much people make making. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Picks. If I had a sweet ass pussy, I'd be and I was fine. Yo, you best believe I'm putting them OnlyFans immediately, dude. You may not see too much, but I definitely tease that asshole every now and then. Dude. These girls on OnlyFans fucking bank. It's unreal. And they're banking off of just dudes that just genuinely want to see a little puss puss. That's like insane though. That's the power of women. That's the trade-off for your guys' periods. Like you guys have periods, but you have this insane control over horny men. They will do literally anything just to just to just to be noticed by you. Yeah. Cause I don't know, I don't know any woman that does that, any like confident, strong woman that'll do that to a guy. Like, I just wish this guy would just notice me. Unless oh, they're no. like very famous and they have a lot of money or some shit like that, right? Yeah, no. Cause I don't know, I don't know like a guy, a girl that looks at a dude and be like, oh, I No wish. confident girl. Insecure girls, yeah, for sure. 100 percent Do you know like some girls like that? Who will be like, I just want him to notice me? Yeah. Insecure girls, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I just know some strong bitches. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know any girl. I like think that. you are surrounded by very strong women. Because mm. I don't know any girl like that. I've I don't never think, met. but but you don't have the tolerance for like weak-minded people. Yeah, they also don't like me either. Yeah, because you're, you're <laughs> you. They don't like the truth. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't like me much yeah. either. It's like it's hard for me to kind of. You know what is? My mom's very strong. Yeah. She's very opinionated. She says what she wants. My mom too. Yeah. Yeah. She tells me to go kill myself every day. <laughs> and she says, I love you at the end. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, I'm not used to like women who don't, I mean, it's not like they, they don't know what they want, but I don't like women who are looking for like a knight in shining okay. armor. Mm. Like I like women who kind of know what they want in the sense of like, they know who they are. Right. Even if they're lost, they know that they're lost. Right. 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 Yeah. When, when. Or even guys that are like this, just people in general. Yeah, same. Like it, just it's, people it's, who are self aware. Yeah, that's why some people like I was. I was talking to Mariel about this, right? She she met some of my uh, not so uh, well kept friends. They're a little uh, ghetto, right? Mm-hmm. And my and she was asking me like, oh, why do you like those guys? She goes, I don't like those guys. I was like, I like them because I know who they are. Zero to 100, night and day, 24-7. Mm-hmm. They are these people. I know how they move. I know how they're going to act. And I know that they're fucking loyal. Mm-hmm. If I was stranded somewhere and I hit them up, it's like, yo, I need you to be here. This guy would be like there in a hot second. Right. And I do the same for him. Yeah. 
how he behaves in terms of how he speaks, a little, you know, a little sus. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right. He, he might use the N word a little too much. Yeah. He might, he might uh, be a little thuggish here and there. Yeah. But I know he That's won't. That's superficial though. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I know who he is and I could see him for face value. Right. And I was like, these are the, t- the type of bonds that I make. Yeah. These are confident human beings. They might not be the textbook version of what people consider as, you know, socially intelligent or whatever. But they're good fucking people. Right. They make me laugh. And I know for a fact they'll never stab me in the back. Right. And that's important. When I see people who don't have these qualities where they're unsure about everything, and we talked about this earlier too, and I see this quality in people pleasers. Mm. People pleasers are the people that I dislike the most. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because you don't know who you are. I'll never know who you are. Right. Same. I can't trust you. Yeah. Who are you going to be today? You're going to be different tomorrow. Yeah. You might say the nicest shit to me now. But when, when and I think that we have a genuine relationship, somebody talks sh- shit about me, you'll be like, yeah, he is like that. Yeah. You won't be like, hey, I know him. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like you don't have enough like footing to stand your ground as a people-pleasing person. You mm-hmm. know? Like so there's no loyalty there. You're always just doing whatever people want to hear, whatever people want to do. Like there's there's no loyalty there. I had to talk to like… Uh, she's she's like a Tongzheng, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> one of her worst habits was that she connects through people by talking shit about other people and people bond over hate more than they do about commonality of things that they like Mm -hmm. this is a human trait you could read up about this shit Mm -hmm. that's just how it is and i see a lot of that shit in myself too right Mm -hmm. we could talk about something that we hate way more than we can talk about something that we like that's just how human beings are yeah when she does that all that stuff catches up though yeah people hear about this shit And so they're like, oh, well, why don't people like me? It's because you say one thing about one person, somebody will talk shit, and then you'll go ahead and join in on the fun. Then you'll go back the next day, hang out with them. Two-faced. Yeah, it's two-faced shit. I understand where it's like somebody will say something, but you'll just hear them out. You'll be like, okay, I, I understand. That's, that sucks that it happened to you. But when you're joining in on fun and beating down on this person that's supposed to be your really close friend, yeah. that's different. Because yeah. not everybody's going to be confrontational. Like right. I've been in situations where friends have just complaining about people I care about. And I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry that's the experience that you have with me. Yeah. I'm like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I won't be like, yeah, fuck them. I feel like this is kind of like a hood mentality. Like lower class mentality. <laughs> yeah. where, like if you're two-faced, like you're exiled. Yeah. You know, like two-faced people, like you're canceled. Back yeah. then, like that's like the worst thing you could be. Oh, this this person's two faced. Like that was like the biggest like uh, diss to ever hear. That was like it just meant like no one fucks with you if you're two faced. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that used to be a really big thing for me growing up. When I was younger, I was always like, I'm not two faced. I'm gonna be real. So I was trying to be as real as possible. Like but, <laughs> your shoes are wet. Yeah, your face is wet. <laughs> you bitch <laughs> no essentially <laughs> over exaggerated yes but that's ex- that's essentially how i kind of was uh-huh. and then i didn't understand that i was being like too brash with a lot of people yes that's something i had to learn the hard way where like sometimes my girlfriends even didn't even want to like hang out with me anymore or like talk to me or open up to me about certain shit because i was too like brutally honest and like mm. i'm just like not nah, like you you fucked up like you did you did this like that's not what no one's asking for my commentary, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, they just want it to be heard and listened to. But it's when keeping it at real the goes time, wrong. yeah, it's like when you keep it, like, there's a fine line between, like, being, keeping it real and being, like, you know, real versus, like, being rude. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn the hard way growing up. Um, but it definitely came from, like, my queen's upbringing, too. Yeah. Because if you were called 
two faced like that was like fuck like you're just canceled in the friend group yeah 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 i it's i learned to white lie now i've learned so mariel had a problem with me about this because i'm to that to the extreme right i've gotten so much better than the last six years mm-hmm. like now i have opinions about people but or like certain things but then i express it when it's necessary mm-hmm. not all the time yeah right but even then, some people still don't like it. So it's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't help them at that point, right? Yeah. Now I'm just like, that's why I always tell people like, when some some people who say like, oh, I'm real as fuck. It's like, no, you're actually kind of a dick. Yeah. Like you place your opinions on things that your opinion doesn't need to be placed on. Right. Like it, it could be like somebody else's joy and you have to let them know that their joy is whack. It's right. like, why couldn't you just let that pass? Yeah. Like just let it go, No bro. one's asking. Just like <laughs> bite your tongue and that's it. Yeah, it's like you could feel that way. That's 100% fine, but you didn't have to bring that person down because you told yourself you're keeping it real when really you're just a real fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I had to learn that shit too. It's like, uh, kind of reserve. It's like, why did you even say that? It's just because that's just how it was growing up. Everybody had to keep that face. And if you're two-faced as fuck, people heard about that shit. Mm-hmm. I was from a small town too, so people will hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes somebody who could backstab you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And even now, there's people who are acquaintances who... You know, albeit like we'll kick it, we'll drink, whatever, but they're never going to be in my inner circle, right? Because they have those habits, right? That's how they grew up. That's how their people connect and click with. Because word gets around. You know, a lot of LA people are like that. I know. I think it is. You know, a lot of people, and these are these aren't even LA natives. They're like people who come here to LA. You know, like me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 weird because I've I've definitely dealt with that shit, right? And I even saw recently too. Oh, not recently. It was like six or seven months ago, but. One of my friends actually hit me up because I was kicking it with somebody that they don't really like, but they were visiting in town. And so, I, I, you know, they hit me up. I don't have a problem with them. This person, every time we talk, they just, you know, talk shit about this person because they had a really bad business dealing that went on back in the day. I heard both their stories. They're both fucking dumb as shit. They just, they were both stupid, yeah. right? So when he was here, he was like venting me about this dude. I'm talking all this shit. And I'm like, hey, that sucks, man. Like, oh, I'm sorry. That's what happened. That's what they did to you, blah, blah, blah. And I've heard the story. And he's just, just like kind of delving into it in more detail. And all I said was, oh, that sucks, man. Hey, it's like, if that, that's what they did to you, hey, that's fucked up, man. I'm sorry, man. Right? So, twisted. And he twisted it back. And when they met up, whatever, whatnot, they were in passing at a bar somewhere back at home. And he, this motherfucker calls me up. He's like, yo, he says that you were talking shit about me, too. It was like, he came up to say that you agree with him. I was like, bro. First of all, number one, don't talk to me like that. Number two, it's like you could have just asked me. These are people who are just bored. Yeah, they're bored of the fucking mind. Yeah, they're looking for drama. They're looking for something to be mad about. Yeah, all I said was, all I said to him was, hey, if that's what happened, that fucking sucks. That doesn't <laughs> that, mean I agree with him. That equals I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> means I don't give a fuck. Think what you want. I do not care. Do yeah. not involve me. Exactly. I'm like, hey, that sucks. Oh, that's real bad. That's you know, that's all I said. Sorry that happened. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how I deal with stuff yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah. Or I'll talk about stuff. You just don't like, have time. Yeah. And then I know how to connect. I'll be like, oh man, like I had something that happened to me. If that happened to me like that, I'd be pissed too. I'm not giving a commentary about what happened to you. I'm talking about the situation and how it sucks. Yeah. But they hear that as, oh, you, so you agree with me. This person's an asshole. I'm like, nah, I didn't say that. I don't know your situation like that, nor do I really give a fuck. There's a certain point in your life where your own problems don't bother me because I got my own shit to deal with. Right. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, yeah. especially now you're getting a little older, you could probably really see it now. It's yeah. like, yo, I got all this shit I got to deal with. You could talk to me about your problems, but I can't help you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only here to listen. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Because, you know, you see it now. Like, I'm telling you, man, getting older is like a blessing. Because then you start to not fuck with other people's bullshit. Do you see it? Well, since you mentioned, like, now that you're getting older. Do you yeah. see, like, me getting older? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> but you, it's you getting older in a better way, though. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm maturing. Uh, I, I'm seeing more. Uh, you realize more shit. As Kendall Jenner would say. <laughs> I realized. In whatever the quote was. She was like, I realized that I realized that I realized. or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I see you getting older in the sense of you kind of managing your own emotions a little better. Mm-hmm. You also know where to spend your time more properly. And then you're also knowing how to like assess how you feel a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Because before when you were younger, like there was chaos and chaos used to affect you in the worst way possible i think mm-hmm. i think it like jumbled your thoughts your opinions your moves now when you're in this chaos now you think about why do i feel this way and that's an adult thing to do now it's not shit's fucking happening i hate feeling this way it's shit's happening why i hate feeling this way those are two different things adding that why into your life helps you evolve if you learn how to deal with it mm-hmm. right because remember you said to me like when i i asked you what is your why why do you do these things by the way david and i and he was in new york and we were just like at a bar having drinks and like we just had this intense conversation at one of like the lowest periods of my life post breakup. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I, I was just lost in the sauce. <laughs> and then a this, lot of sauce, by the way. And this guy's like, what is your why? <laughs> What's your why? I, was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know what my why is. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Um. But then, like, that question, and I was telling David earlier, like, it really fucked me up for a while because I was like, what is my why? I was having, like, a legit existential crisis after you <laughs> left New York. I was like, what am I living life for? Um, and I didn't find out the answer right away. But, yeah, eventually it just, like, as I developed a little bit more self-awareness and just reflected a little bit more just, like, by living through life. My why in life, going back to our point earlier in a conversation earlier, is just to be comfortable. I don't need to be a millionaire. I don't need to like drive fancy cars, have like the biggest house in the world. I just want to be financially free and do things by choice and not out of obligation. It's very good. So that is my why in life. And that is why I do what I do. That is why I do YouTube. That is my small business. That is the only way I know how. I've always created, like you said, back when I was like 19, I was mm-hmm. always creating. That was just for fun. Um I have some talent in it. Uh, I always had an eye for it. You have a very good eye for it. It's just like shocking. Sometimes (laughs) I look at your stuff. I'm like, that's pretty fucking good. (laughs) I'm like, damn. (laughs) And and, uh, I mean, that's that's why I quit 9 to 5 Life. I hate working for people. I hate the fact that I'm making money for other people with a shit salary. Mm -hmm. YouTube is like the only feasible way currently that I know how to work for myself. So that is my current goal. I don't want to end that YouTube. I want to like potentially do other things. I don't know what that is, but one and that's okay. Yeah, what's it? One step at a time. So I'm saying, like we, I had my buddy uh, Malik on here, and he was talking about goal setting, right? Mm-hmm. And goals are very important because it allows. It is. You, Otherwise, yeah. you're aimless. Yeah, you're you not- just start doing shit for, just to do shit. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of at that point now where I'm just doing shit just to do shit. But my why was very strong before. You know, now it's like I've achieved a lot, and I'm taking the time to really just enjoy life, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how long it's going to last, but pandemic was kind of a blessing for me because pandemic happened. And I'm like, you know what? Until pandemic's over, I'm going to just fucking be a retired man for a little bit. 
I'm going to enjoy this time. I'm going to go out. As you can see, as she said, I look golden and crispy right now. <laughs> I was like, you look so golden crispy. <laughs> she made it sound like lechon, like fucking pork belly. This bitch. <laughs> but, you know, this is the important stuff to me. It's like I also figured out, too, this this idea of gaining an, an X amount of wealth and getting that first before I get to live life is stupid to me. Right. I want to live life as I do it together. Right. Yeah, I could probably make more if I cut everybody out, sit here, grind every day, think about the next hot video, next hot topic. Yeah, but for what? For what? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give up my time, you know, hanging out with my friends, biking, exploring new foods, going to the beach. Because when I'm 50 years old and I get to do it for the next 30, 40 years of my life, who knows? And by the way, when you're 50, it's like the, the best parts will be between you're 50 to 60. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think what I'm going to do is enjoy it now while right. I'm young and still be able to continue to try to grow my wealth incrementally. Right. I'm not starving. Uh, I have a roof over my head. I have money and then some because of how hard I work the businesses that I'm opening up with my friends. This is okay. I won't be a Gary V, but I'll be comfortable mm-hmm. and I'll get to live this life. So everybody else who's grinding 24-7, you love that life. That's good for you. Yeah. For me, I want to enjoy every fucking moment I have, mm-hmm. especially before I have a kid. Like, Listen, kids change up your life right now. Even my friends who have kids, they're like, oh, I can't wait to do something so I could just have a, a, a break. I was swinging on a chair swing yesterday <laughs> for three hours. He has this like like little disc of a swing yes. in the, his front yard, which I casually just laid on as soon yeah. as I got here. <laughs> it's nice. But he's like, I'll just casually answer emails on my swing. And I'm like, what a great life to have. <laughs> And let me tell you something. It's fantastic, dude. No, but but to be fair, like you, like what you did all the years prior led up to this moment that you can do that, you know? And if I didn't have this moment in pandemic where I was like, hey, bro, chill the fuck out. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Like I wouldn't have been able to sit back and kind of like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go for a fucking 30 mile bike ride today because I want to. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier, pandemic, the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to me. I know, like, you know, I'm so sorry for like everyone that lost family members or like, you know, mm-hmm. had been through shit through the pandemic because it fucking sucks. Yeah. But uh, on the other side, the flip side, it's the most like revolutionary time in my life where I don't think if if it weren't for COVID, I would not have moved to LA this soon. You yeah. Know? Like I wouldn't have like basically 2x my salary. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have taken matters into my own hands. Because of the pandemic, I had more time to really reflect and think about what I wanted to do. I had more time to also execute yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, there's people who have – there's there was two things that happened. Either people got wrecked or they fucking came up during this pandemic, right? A lot of people got wrecked. I mean, even a lot of our businesses too, they they took a hit, you know, but we survived it mm-hmm. and we're, we're doing well. Um, but it took – that that ability to not want to lose that hustling mentality to be like, hey, we got to figure out a way and we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And the people who did take that part on it, you know, even for some people who do take that part, it didn't work out. But the people who did, it turned out really well for them. It allowed it, – it was this weird moment where everybody – and Mariel and I talked about this. Our relationship suffered really hard because we had to take a hard look at ourselves. Are we happy? What's going on? Am I okay with the way that we treat each other? And it turned out we weren't. And then, you know, she talked about on the podcast where she had to go through therapy. Uh, and then I had to figure out that I didn't want to be in this type of relationship. And it fixed us. If pandemic didn't happen, we would have kept sweeping our it's issues like, under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over and over. 
I have a friend of mine who talked to me recently about meeting up with uh, an ex-girlfriend. And they had a very terrible relationship. It was not good at all. And it got to the point where, you know, this person hated the other person. Hated them to death. And the other person didn't even fucking know why. They're like, why? Like, I thought, you know, we can't, how come we can't be friends after our breakup? Like, we've had so many good memories. But in, but in this person's mind, he was telling himself, like, did you not know how you treated me? <laughs> like, like she was a nightmare. So the other person couldn't see what the fuck the problem was. Like, why can't we just be friends? And it took pandemic to realize and assess all the relationships that this person had, how they were treating other people, how they speak, because they had to sit in a room by themselves and face mm. themselves every day. Right. No distractions, no going out to eat, no kicking it. All they had were their thoughts and this mirror. Who am I? Why do I do this? Why are my relationships yeah. so bad? Why do people think I'm a bitch? Why do yeah. people think I'm an asshole? Yeah. And lo and behold, they're like, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking, I love that. <laughs> I love, I love what this pandemic has done to a lot of people. And I've definitely seen a lot of people tap into their creative sides and like muster up the courage to even pursue that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, that's dope. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Like, and they met up, this person met up with the other person and apologized. Said, hey, I want to make amends yeah. with as like even if we can't be friends, I still have to apologize for the way that I behaved. And like, I just can't stand the fact that you hate me because I can't understand why you hate me. What was <laughs> that? Like solitary confinement for this person? Like, yeah. <laughs> like she just had to like, just all the time to like reflect and realize what she did wrong. Yeah. Or it's, he? Uh, it's like, it's to the point where this person just had to like, I mean, paranoid because of, pan uh, because of like the, the coronavirus. So, you know, when you don't have to hang out with somebody, especially when a virus is involved, you ain't got to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. You'll do anything you can not to hang out. And that's the reason. It's like, hey, why can't you hang out? Ah, oh, you know the virus. Yeah. You know, happened a lot to this person. Yeah. And they're uh -huh. like, oh, shit. But they're hanging out with other people. I wonder why. It's because every time we're around it's you. It's like, oh, I must be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so what's wrong with me? Exactly. And then you start like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to face, you have to face these ideas yeah. all the fucking yeah. Time. Yeah. And even for me too, there was like stuff that I didn't think about that I do a lot. One what the biggest thing that I found out was that I have anxiety problems like a motherfucker. I had no fucking idea. Me too. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And I I just thought I was a little bitch. You know, I'm like, no, this is some fucking anxiety. Pop some CBD in. I'm like, hey, your boy good. Yeah, we we chilling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm good. You know, I smoke a CBD joint every night, and I'm like, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what was I worrying about? Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I told this fucking story where recently I was on a plane, and then my anxiety, like, sh let me tell you, my, my anxiety shined the highest, right? And it was with my buddy. Uh, his name is Jason Chenney. He's a stand-up comic, and uh, I basically told him I was on a plane, and I, I was in first class at Hawaiian Air, and during this time, they're passing out uh, iPads for people to watch movies. I fell asleep during the time they were passing out iPads. My anxiety kicked in. I couldn't ask for the iPad. <laughs> Dude, that's something that I would do. <laughs> it's like you're afraid of like customer service. Yeah. yeah. Like even when I go, like have to hop on the phone with customer service, I'm like, okay, 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 okay we got it. Okay, this is what you're going to say. Like yeah. this is exactly what you're going to do. It's going to be great. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest signs of anxiety is over preparation. Oh, that's me. Yeah. So like for me, like I found out when my buddy Nick's like, yo, why do you know everything about everything, dude? And I'm like, I don't know. Like we'll be walking around. I'm like, oh, this tree right here is this, blah, 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 blah. He's like, why do you know that? 
is because we overprepare because we don't want to be caught off guard. There's also something I forgot who pointed this out to me because I'm the type of person who watches the same movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. They say people with anxiety don't like to try new movies because if it disappoints them, then it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. shit. It's like, uh, uh, you also don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this weird, weird thing, right? I didn't know how severe it was. Like, I'm literally in Hawaiian air and then I'm like, my phone is dying, by the way. I need an iPad. Yeah. But I don't want people to know. You don't want to ask. I don't want to ask because I don't want people. I, I was like, I know I've been in first class before. So I know how first class people be. <laughs> and yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. Just ask for a fucking iPad. Yeah. But I'm here with this dying fucking phone. Just like I, I definitely got better about it though. Like when I was younger, my mom used to have to force me to like really? Like if I was at like a, like a store or something and I wanted something, she was like, go ask yourself. Cause I was so shy. Mm-hmm. I was like terrified of talking to people especially adults she's like no go because i i can't like you have a problem yeah <laughs> she's like you have a problem my, you gotta practice my dad hated that about yeah me. he used to beat my fucking ass wait dude. you too yeah so like i couldn't order mcdonald's uh, yeah same like something like burger king like she'd go like go ask for ketchup yes that's yeah! what my parents would do it's like you want the you want the number one you want the the big mac or the whopper go, ask. go order it. i'm like oh, i can't do it yeah. it's like I'll fucking kill you. Go, <laughs> go order it. And I'm or, I'm like, and I get the food and he's like, what the fuck is your problem? Just do it. You know, I didn't know that was anxiety. I just thought I was weak. I thought I was just shy. Yeah. It's not a shy. It's just we're overanalyzing something that's not a big deal that people don't give a fuck about. Right. Yeah. And we think that they give a fuck. Yeah. But just which my friend said too, he's like, you're the most confident person that deals with anxiety. <laughs> He goes, I've literally seen you tell people to fuck off. That's get the people. Fuck that's me too. Why are we like this? <laughs> weird is that though it's so weird because like i was painfully shy throughout high school too Mm -hmm. and it's just like it was uh, now that i look back at it because i was a psychology major so like now i can look in hindsight like what exactly that was Mm -hmm. i was just so afraid of what people would say or think about me if i like did the wrong thing or did Mm -hmm. the wrong move and i'm just like analyzing myself i'm like where 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 does that come from? Like, what do you do this? But like now, we're kind of just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like hey. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, give me a drink, I'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, or I'll I just like. Take I think some that's CBD. that's. I think that's why I like drinking. Mm, it gets rid of that social anxiety. The anxiety's gone. Yeah. Every time I do a one-on-one, not, well, you, I'm comfortable because like I've known you for such a long time. But if I do a one-on-one meeting with someone new, I'm always like over preparing in my head. I'm like, oh my god, if it's awkward, like. Make sure you have these questions to ask. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like, I still am like that today. But like with alcohol, I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, once I have a few drinks in, I'm cool. But I think that's why I like drinking because it like, it uh, lowers all the barriers. Yeah, it, it kind of like numbs you out to things, right? You just, you don't overthink as much. Yeah, you don't overthink. You just do. Yeah. Like now too, like it's a part of the things that I realized recently that I do because of my anxiety. It used to be like over preparation. Now I ignore things to the back. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. And then I just go and do it. And I'm like, you know what? If I start over prepping, then I'm just, it's going to be an anxiety induced situation where I, pre- during the preparation, I'm fucking anxious as shit. Now I'm just like, let's just go do it and see what happens. And mm. I just ignore it until the day of. Mm. And I do that a lot where I don't know where things are happening. I'm like, hey, remember you have this thing? I'm like, oh shit, I, that's right. I do. It's like a defense mechanism. It is, yeah. but it's bad because I'm a business person. I shouldn't yeah, be doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I need a fucking assistant. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nuts. I am. I am very. I've never been diagnosed with anxiety, but like I know that I have like high anxiety. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Dude. There's people who deal with it. Um, 
I now deal with it a lot also because I'm very stubborn. I now force myself in situations where I just don't like the fact that this thing controls my life. Mm. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate it so fucking much. And I'm like, you little pussy, you better fucking just (laughs) ask for the extra mustard, bitch. Just do it. Yeah. Do you have mustard? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yo, dog, what's wrong with you, bro? (laughs) And then my brother has that shit too. And he has it worse than me and it irritates the fuck out of me. Mm. Like, I hate that shit. Like, we'll be ordering food. Like, just fucking ask for what you want. Like, that kind of, yeah. Dude, that shit pissed me off yeah. so bad. Like, we'll be going to a restaurant. He goes, hey, just order me whatever. I'm like, no. You order what you want. Like, yeah. what do you like? He goes, oh, I don't know. I, don't I know think what. my roommate, my most recent roommate, John, he saw it firsthand how much anxiety I have. Because, mm-hmm. like, most people who are just friends with me, they don't see that side of me. They don't yeah. see my day-to-day. So, everyone, when I tell them I have, like, kind of lightweight, like, I have anxiety, they're like, you? Huh? You're, like, so talkative. Like, mm-hmm. you're so, like, out there and confident, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, yeah. And then John, after living with me, he'd be like, yeah, you're just, like, afraid little, like, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, like, you're, like, you need to, like, overthink everything before you actually do. A hundred percent. Which I'm like, yeah, that's that's who I am. Yeah. Now I, I just anxiety. I just fake the fucking funk now, yeah. dude. I'm just like, I do stuff, and let me tell you something. It, it's it's weird because, yeah, I'm I'm a very confusing person. Like yeah, I could tell same. Some, yeah, I could tell somebody <laughs> to fuck off. I don't give a fuck about what you think. Blah 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 blah. But if it comes to ordering a hamburger, I'm like, oh my oh. word. <laughs> forgot the letters but yeah. i tell them i was like okay if i order this burger what if i get the one that i don't like do i have to order a fucking another one oh, yeah i'm gonna have to come back here all over again no yeah. i think that way too why are we like this it's so stupid just order the fucking burger dude yeah, i blame my mom yeah. <laughs> i'm uh she's probably gonna watch this yeah and i sit there i'm like hey, how about you go order first and i'll see if you like it then yeah. i'll see if i'll get it after and then if i do like it then maybe i will another thing uh Year after year after year in parent-teacher conference, the biggest feedback that all my teachers had, my mom would tell me, is that Frisia is afraid to have the wrong answer. Oh. Yeah, that's another sign of anxiety. That she's afraid of… Max. Yeah, that's… Uh, she's afraid to be wrong. Mm. That, 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 that is actually… Me in school was like that too. I hated getting picked on because I was afraid I had the yeah, wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Even when I knew the answer. Yeah, yeah. Same. I would never raise my hand even if I knew the answer in case… The point five percent chance that I was wrong. I didn't. I didn't want to like hey, risk let me, it. Let me tell you. Sometimes too, there was these moments where I'm like, "Hey, you know what? Today, David, you know that answer. You are gonna say it? Raise my hand, like all weak and shit. And my like, the answer is George Washington. They're like, nice try, but it's not. And then yeah. I go, "You fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You fuck! You thought you knew it? You stupid fuck! Yeah. And I'm just no. sitting there, just boiling on the inside, like, oh my god. Is that is that like low key like narcissism? Like, Maybe. Where you care so much about what like people think yeah it's like another form of it i guess maybe it could be which is weird because like that's also the complicated thing too because i don't give a fuck about what i look like dress like whatever but then when it comes to having a wrong answer i'm like yeah, you oh don't want to look stupid yeah how that's weird like, is that yeah man i'm all types of fucked up dude yeah, same hey do we have like yeah uh, we out here <laughs> is there a, a fucking therapist that can help us out maybe with our issues or something a, i'm looking for a therapist <laughs> yo better help yo better help does help though maybe this is what i should bring up next time <laughs> it's like hey how come i'm afraid of being wrong yeah you know no yeah 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 that's, which is weird that's such a weird thing huh that was the feedback that every teacher had for me. No, like there was no relationship between my first grade teacher, second grade teacher. It's not like they're talking shit years mm-hmm. later, being like, Frisia. "Yeah, remember that girl Frisia? Like she was yeah. always afraid of being wrong." That was never the case. It was just always the same 
observation from every teacher. Yeah. Like, oh shit, that's like a real thing. Dude, recently me. too, like I don't know why I blinked out, but I was describing the soft serve. I had a soft serve opening, right? And this shit ate me up a little bit. I, I mean, I got over it really fast, but I because I told myself how dumb it is. Like you made a mistake. So for some reason, when people were asking me what pandan was, pandan is like a tropical vegetable or some shit, right? It's like you see it like in uh, Filipino food or whatever. And you're like, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> so when I was explaining it, the the flavor soft serve that we had was pandan almond, right? And they were asking me, oh, what's pandan? But for, for some reason, I heard it as, oh, I was like, what's what's the flavor of the soft serve? And I was like, oh, it's basically almond. And so I said it in a video. And they're like, pandan isn't an almond. And I'm like, what did I say? I said pandan is almond flavored. And I kept saying it over and over in the video. And I was like, you fucking moron. You know it's not. <laughs> Why did you say that? Wait, can I tell you something with my job? Uh-huh. So for those of you guys that don't know, I do social media for Complex, my full-time job. Mm-hmm. That sometimes is the most anxiety-ridden <laughs> position. When you have to be the consumer-facing voice of Complex, this 8.8 million following on Instagram alone, and then you have Facebook and Twitter, you have to be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. And if you say the wrong shit, like you're just going to get like fucking like we lit up. shit on. So one time, I posted like a, a sunset moody pic is vibey. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this sunset slaps or something like that in the mm-hmm. in the caption. And then everybody was like, bruh, like who the fuck is behind complex social? Like no one says slap behind a fucking sunset. You say slap when like it's like a good song or like a… That's fucking funny. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Why did I say that? I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> I double check everything I write. Like I'm very cautious of the new words I use and just like, ugh. you know, what's so funny about young people though. And like slang, it's like, you know, slang aren't fucking real words. You can make it, you can say whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah. Like dog, here's like the biggest, uh, like Bay area shit, right? This is something I don't give a fuck about, but other people really do. It's when people say like, yo man, this fool fucking, this food slaps. But you're supposed to say it for music. Yeah, that's just like Bay Area shit, right? Yeah, yeah. You say yeah. slaps for music, like Bay Area slaps. Yeah, yeah. Slaps for music, smacks for food. Hmm. And dog, some Bay Area people they get so fucking like mad, mad about that shit. Like my buddy Alice, he goes, "Yo, this food slaps." He said it in front of me a million times. It's just like whatever. People in the comments, you don't say that for fucking uh, music. I'm for uh, for fucking food. food. You say that for music. What are you, the king of slang, bitch? Shut the fuck up. I know. Dude. I've definitely heard it like being used in other like contexts other, outside all of, the time. Yeah. It is what it is. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? I was like, man? fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt about the pandan. I was I like, know. I know pandan is I an know. almond. I thought the person was asking what the flavor of the saucer was, I know. even though they weren't saying it, but that's how I heard it. Yeah, yeah, so I kept yeah. on saying it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it's almond. Yeah. But they're like, dude, Dave doesn't even know the flavor of saucer. I was like, I do. I do know what pandan <laughs> is. Like, I just didn't hear it right. I know. Damn it. And I'm just like sitting there like, God, these guys, people think I'm an idiot. Why are we like this? I don't know, but we need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need more therapy. I'll talk, to, I'll talk talk about this with my therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this video. I know. My fucking ass cheeks are sweating, dude. <laughs> just thinking about the fucking pandan comment. God damn it. <laughs> you and your slaps. <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Thank you for Freesia for coming on again. You might see her again just because she'll be all up in my neighborhood now, dude. I'm in L.A. now. Yeah. So, Freesia, where can they find you? 
You can find me on my socials. It's Freesia Park on basically everything. Freesia Park. Check her out on the YouTube. She does the best like daily lifestyle vlogs I've ever seen in my life. Fucking vibey as shit. That shit slaps. <laughs> that shit slaps and it's so sweet like all the pandan, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Every Thursdays and Sundays. Peace. Peace.